So uh, Justin ripped tape off his nipples tonight. The What Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And joining us all the way from the glorious South, from the nation's national treasure, the place where they do not kneel. <laughs> Please welcome Dave Cochran. <laughs> did, did, you, did you say I was from the South? I'm from Missouri. Yeah, that's, that's the Midwest. Yeah, it's like Southern Missouri, though. So it's like basically the South. You're right that's on the border the, of Arkansas. That's like the South. That's that's not the South. That's like me saying you guys are in Michigan. That's totally not the same thing. Is it like it is exactly the, same thing. <laughs> the Mid-Southwest or Midwest-South? I don't think there's any negative connotations with Michigan, though, so that's not really a fair comparison. Nah. You guys are like you guys are basically in Canada. I'll try that. We'll say this. Michigan loves putting mayonnaise on everything. Do they? Yeah. Mm. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> guys, let's start a rumor about Michigan. Somewhere, uh, somewhere Rob's like getting mad. <laughs> no. Rob, if you're out there, I need you to explain to me whether or not, or why Michigan people like mayonnaise on everything. It's the truth. Look it up. Wikipedia it. Yeah, Snopes that shit. Yeah. 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 How's Missouri right now, Dave? Yeah, what's going on down there in the south? Uh, uh, generally, I've been so busy with work and school, um, I'm trying to think of what's going on in Missouri. Not much. Like I said, I've been trying to finish my master's. I'll be done this month. And uh, Congratulations. Teaching. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to get it done first, but... No, nothing too exciting has been going on. It's been pretty, pretty peaceful. Good. Peaceful is good in the dirty south, you know? You never want another the uprising. The Midwest. In, the, in that deep, dirty south. In the dirty south. With an F. South. Just take your mayonnaise and shove it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we're starting another civil war between the north and the south. Well, I mean, as Canadians, we just want to let you know right. that, uh, you know, we're in good shape up here, we all as well. Canada just wants to say to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, Nicaragua. Get we're your so shit together. We're sorry for the big country in between us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, some rough shit going on lately, to, to put it lightly. Speaking of the country in between us. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, we had uh, pretty scary shit happen over the weekend uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, gunman opened fire on a concert, a country music festival, killed 59, currently is listed, and I think injured over 500 folks with a machine gun. Uh, so some pretty dark shit. And didn't he on. have, if I'm not mistaken, he had like 29 other guns in his hotel. That's like fluctuated a lot. I couldn't remember how many guns we'll he had. We'll say 20 plus at the hotel and almost, I think almost 20 more at home or something like that. Yeah. So Dave, uh, what what you being in the education uh, system, like how did this affect uh, you and your daily life at all, or if anything? Um, first of all, before I talk, I got to make sure anybody listening is I'm speaking as David Cochran, not in my <laughs> capacity as an employee of the Jackson School District. I actually have to do that legally. Mm -hmm. um, so just me as a citizen, uh, it actually kind of freaked me out a little bit. I hate to say this, but this stuff's happened so much that a lot of times I'm kind of numb to it. Yeah. Uh, and that makes me feel horrible, you know. But you can only have so many tragedies happen in a, in a row where you, until you start being like, oh, but this one, for whatever reason, I think it was this. Sh thinking of the, how horrible that whole situation had to be, you know? Well, um, I, I just imagine how terrifying it would be to be in just a space like that having fun, and before you know it, just someone's raining down gunfire on you. Well, and not to mention that, but you have to also consider that you have no idea. You can't even pinpoint where it's coming from, yeah. so you don't yep. know where to go to begin to make yourself feel safe. Yep. Like, it is just, all you know is there is random fire coming into a giant crowd of people. Yeah. Where do you go? Yeah. Yeah. One of the police officers, I can't imagine how impossible of a job that was. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Just trying, trying to, to figure out where it was, keep everybody safe. I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, I, I'm assuming they're trained on that, but I don't know how. I don't know. That'd be tough. Does, uh, was this something that um, – did this have a big impact, uh, you know, as a teacher in your daily life or with the kids or anything like that? Uh, the kids at my school are still focused on the NFL kneeling stuff. Ah. Um, I think they're transitioning into this now. 
But that was the big thing the last couple of weeks was, you know, patriotism. We've been having a lot of debates about that. And uh, very, what, very, what sort of stuff did you hear from, well, from your perspective? Well, I would there? say that, real quick, the interesting thing with you, because you teach high school, correct? Yes. Yeah. So you don't. It's not. It's a whole different conversation mm-hmm. in your daily life with with your students because you're not having to really explain to them what's happening. They're old enough to really kind of process it and start to whether or not it's an educated opinion. Start to formulate opinions and arguments. So to to use the word debate, I think is is very. Uh, that's an interesting. Instead of teaching them about it, mm-hmm. you're actually having informed discussions about it it's yeah. it's a tough you got to be careful though because and this is just my opinion i don't think you want to influence kids because we're in a position of authority and yeah. so you want them to have their own opinion have their own beliefs and think about them though you know what i mean yeah and so i think it's as an adult you want to make sure you don't try to inject your own personal stuff into it so this the stuff lately has been kind of tough because the kids have gotten pretty fired up about a lot of it and so I don't want to. I, how do I explain this? I got to be very careful. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to lose the kids in the education sense if they think I have a differing opinion. Sure. Of them, you know what I mean? Because kids, I, and a lot of people think high school kids aren't intelligent, but they actually are. You'd be surprised how smart they are. They just don't have experience. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that some of the high school students I have are smarter than a lot of my adult friends. Uh, <laughs> They just don't have, you know, the background knowledge to connect a lot of those opinions to. So those opinions they have, those first ones they develop are really strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the first the first real thing they've ever believed in. So they're very, very powerful and they're very emotional based. So you gotta be really careful with it. On the gun stuff, whenever there's a shooting, at least in the area I live, people don't talk about it too much. Interesting. Um, they really don't. I don't know why. They just say, Oh, that's horrible and prayers and stuff. Um, but <laughs> the uh, NFL stuff super fired up about that there was a lot of conversations about that so, so I, uh, I'd, ahead, have, I'd have to imagine that that the area you're in is is i would assume leans relatively pro-gun yeah most definitely i mean we the whole state is but we're also there's a lot of hunting down here um a lot of rural areas so guns are a big part of the culture down here for sure so i'd have to i my, again i would just kind of assume that the the discussion when something like this happens does not become the forefront of discussion because i'm assuming most people don't really view because obviously this 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 sparks the gun debate mm-hmm. or the gun conversation, you know, regulations and 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 mental health and the whole you know the whole gamut of what always gets brought up and never gets talked about. But I feel like in probably in the area that you're in, <clears throat> my assumption would be that the discussion never comes up because it's not it's not a discussion that they it's not it's not a debate in their head. Like they've already made the decision that guns are in. We don't need the regulation. Boom. And so that's. I can't, pro- believe, I can't believe I'm going to quote him, but Fox News actually did a, a poll last week where they uh, they actually pull people's views on America, and regardless of what political persuasion you are, something like 70% of Americans thought we were going to hell in a handbasket. That's the exact phrase. That's how you can tell it's a Fox News poll. But um, <laughs> uh, and I think that's how people in my area react. I don't want to speak for them, but I think they view it as another sign of the breakdown in our culture a little bit, and the lack of you know unity and. Uh, cohesion i think in the social system that we have going on and so that's the part they focus on is what caused the guy to be compelled to do that they're not going to focus on access to weapons you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah it's more it's more motive than than uh, means yeah. well i do have, and, uh, i do have to say the the motive is is definitely something of interest to me shocking if if you've listened to any previous podcasts for me it's um i know i was reading some stuff where people are like hey look Let's stop focusing on why you did it. Let's talk about other things. But I'm like, to me, that is pretty important to know what was going on because this act is terrible. You know, not to quote Trump, but it's an act of pure evil. It's not a good thing. There's no altruism or anything like that. There was well, nothing... by definition, it's terrorism. Yeah, exactly. But this guy is a human being, and I'm sure he wasn't <laughs> evil his entire life. So for me, it's to understand, okay, what led him to this point where he's like crowd of people. Uh, I'm going to essentially just unleash holy hell on all these people. Like what? What did lead up to that? You know. Now you know because I like to look at these things as an individual event. Because my fear, and which which happens, and again, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. As soon as stuff like this happened, the political people come out of their holes, and all of a sudden, it, it the, the narrative is drowned in in politics and agenda. 
And whether or not you agree with one side or the other, it's just I feel like stuff kind of gets lost in the trans oh, translation. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, the problem I, w- I was actually talking with one of my coworkers today is it's turned into a gun control debate. And I'm just going to be honest, and this may shock you guys. Um, there's probably nothing we could have done to stop that guy from being crazy. Yeah. Um, mass shootings, in my opinion, are the worst way to debate about gun control. Um, I looked it up before the podcast. We have 33,000 gun deaths a year. And two thirds of them are from suicides. Woof. No one ever, and, and they're all they're mostly males. So males kill themselves. That's usually where the gun violence comes from. So when you use a mass shooting, I don't know how you legislate a way to prevent that. I think the converse. And so when we focus on a mass shooting, uh, politicians on either side will be like, "We should get rid of all the guns, or we should give people more guns." They keep it really, you know, all or nothing type like that. But it's a lot more complicated if you're going to try to pass a law to make it harder for someone to do that. You know what I mean? I, 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 don't, I don't have the answer, by the way. I just think it's interesting. But I think, I think the, the big thing uh, for me that comes up in this, and it's not, it's not uh, get rid of all the guns, give them more guns. It's, it, I think that, that, to your point, Dave, I think is, is very that's, – that's the dichotomy of the argument. That's, that's both, yeah. both very polarized sides of it. But if you're going to go down the middle of it, for me, it's the, the gun that he was using. Yeah, it's it's if look, I if you if you need to own a gun, sure, like I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and argue and take your gun away and this and that and the other thing. Do I ever want to own a gun? I have no interest in it. Do I think you need a gun? I don't. But if you want one, okay, I guess that's your right. But why do you need something that fires, you know, 100 rounds a second or whatever the hell? I don't know what the the actual thing is, but why do you need basically a semi auto or an automatic assault rifle? Just for full disclosure. He did modify the gun a lot. I'm not saying that changes anything, but he did modify sure. and make it shoot faster, and he had high-capacity mags. So he did do his own modifications to his weapons. Sure, understandable, but uh, you're still having you still have a semi-automatic rifle, and you're like wh- with with armor-piercing bull or with with bullets that they would say would go through basically a concrete wall. Like it, yeah. the you know you don't need <laughs> you just you don't need ballistics like that, and you don't need a, a, a weapon that that can handle that you know what i mean like so that that is the part of the gun control debate that i think part of the conversation that we need yeah. because and and i look i know it's cliche and the people who are gun advocates are going to roll their eyes at this part of the podcast but uh and you know dave's going to just drop his phone at this part of the podcast but <laughs> uh it's it's uh you know when the fucking welcome back dave <laughs> when the Sorry. My dog has to pee. <laughs> when when the second event. I don't event- care about your eyebrow talk. I gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> Look here, humans. <laughs> um, no, I mean quite simply, when when the laws were written, when the Second Amendment was written, it was written way before a, a gun of that capacity was even even envisioned, even even con- begun to be conceived of. Like yeah. it was written at the time where you had a single load musket. It had a ball bearing in it that fucking took two minutes to load if you were trained. Yeah. Like that, that's, and it was, you know, again, we could argue commas and, and yada, 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 but that is when the law was put into place. So I think you have to take into consideration things need to be updated. You know, you need to kind of look at it again and go, do we need these type of weapons? If you need to own something, if you need to hunt, what fucking, I, again, I look at a Robin Williams bit, which is my favorite one. It says, you know, you have the rights to armor-piercing bullets if you're a hunter. Why? Yeah. What fucking deer wears a bulletproof vest? Yeah. Like, what are, you, what are you shooting at that you need that? Yeah. I think it's overkill. Yeah. Well, for me, the, the thing that I struggle with all the time is, is it's similar in that vein of these, an AR-15 assault rifle and things like that. I'm like, this is, and people make the argument, it's like, well, it's fun to own a Lamborghini. And I'm like, yeah, but Lamborghini doesn't design to kill people. Right. Um. And I understand also the Second Amendment was basically there to allow people the ability to have weapons in case uh, the government is tyrannical and they need to defend themselves right. and we things like that. We just came out of a tyrannical, like exactly. that's why the country was founded. So they're like, hey, look, it's not illegal for you guys to organize right. and have militias and defend yourself in it's, case the government is going. This is a fresh wound, yeah. you know, so yeah. But I also, and this is not necessarily a great argument, but I'm like, look, dude, do you think an AR-15 assault rifle is going to stop you? from the government well yeah i mean that's another good point they're right? gonna send in a drone and blow up your house like i i mean they'll they'll do whatever they need to do if that's the case if there's a straight-up war you're gonna lose there's no way shape or form you're near as trained as the the people who are coming after you yeah and, and that's, and that's not a good argument i mean i get that people yeah. want to but i'm just i'm of the, of the same thing it's like 
why do you own the gun to begin with? Like, is it collecting? Okay, fine. Sure. Whatever. Is it to hunt? Sure. Okay. Okay. Again. But what? Why do you need? Why do you need this? Right. This, this. And even type if it's of- protection, are you going to sit there and tell me that a that a uh, you know uh, a handgun? Uh, you know, a, a, a what is it? A, a bolt? A bolt action rifle? Yeah. A pump shotgun like are you gonna sit there and tell me any of those are not as like those wouldn't do the job you need something that's gonna unleash you know yeah 15 rounds in under a second no yeah. you don't need that yeah i'm sorry no, i don't no, no. Yeah. no that's fine one of the one of the things that's so challenging is this is the worst type of issue that we could have come up right now because oh you're right it's it's simple enough that people can get fired up about it and make facebook memes that's always uh, the most dangerous kind of issue absolutely and that's both sides. I mean, oh, absolutely, yeah. The position right now, I, from what I've read, is we're going to get rid of all guns or everybody gets to keep all their guns. And no sane person would say that either one of those stances. First of all, on the left, that's not even legal. I don't think you could legally do that. No. You have to pass an amendment, change our constitution. That's never going to happen. Absolutely. And so, and on the other side, having a gun lobby that is so powerful in our country that you can't even have a debate you can't even have a debate about trying to change gun laws without you, you know, everything going crazy. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm trying not to bash Trump all the time. I'm trying really hard. And you got a guy, that's the exact worst type of guy to have in office, regardless of if you like him or not. He's not a deal maker. He doesn't bring people together, you know? He's yeah. polarizing. So, yeah, he's extremely polarizing. So he can't lead the charge. So who's going to lead the charge for either side? For any, that, This is like worst case scenario with the way our government is right now, too. That's yeah. a fantastic point. Um, that's why I was dreading it. I was like, oh, great. And already I'm seeing it on Facebook. You know, people post videos of anti-guns and you see videos of people that are like, it's our amendment. All right. And I'm just like, oh, it's a complicated issue. Yeah. It's not that simple. It's really it's not. not. And, and, and you bring a good point is I don't have the answer for it. I mean, I know my preference. I'm just like, Justin, I don't care to own a gun. I have no intention of ever owning a gun. Have I seen an average citizen with a gun? I'm not super pumped about it, but you know what? Most people that own guns are also responsible people. Like, they know how to clean it. They know how to handle it. They get trained. They use it properly. They're not a problem. They have their FOID card. They follow the laws. They Right. Exactly. It's But you know what? As you know, Jim Jeffrey says, we have to play the lowest common denominator because there's some asshole out there that is going to fuck shit up. That's why we have speed limits. Right. Because someone can't is, is too reckless. Right. This or, isn't an Autobahn. Yeah, exactly. Like, we have a situation where someone is just like, all right, cool, we got to have laws here because, you know, Steve is fucking around all the time. Right. And now we got to put stuff in place so that we got to take care of Steve. You know, and, and that's the thing, too, is that I, and I feel bad for the responsible gun owner because they're like, look, man, I'm not doing anything wrong. I have a gun. I know exactly how to handle it. I keep all my shit up to, up to date. I'm not a danger to anyone. So why the why do why do I have to go through all this sort of stuff? I'm like, I get it. I understand it. I understand that part of it because they feel like if someone owns a gun. They're like, oh, you're one of those guys. Right. Oh, you're one of those guys. I think really what we're talking about is we're talking about kind of what Dave touched on earlier was how do we deal with the fact that someone that has is emotionally unstable. Or has an issue, and I, you know, I'm not saying that anyone who shoots anyone, any white person's mentally ill, and then everyone else is what they are, because that's obviously a racially charged sort of thing. But I mean, you can't tell me this guy was right in the head. I mean, this guy wasn't saying, "Going, there's a plan here." <laughs> you're, you're making my point for me. How complicated this is? Yeah. Are we talking about mental health? Are we talking about concealed and carry? Are we talking about right. certain types of weapons? Yeah. Those well, are I don't all think I don't think any of them are mutually exclusive, though. I think they all they all tie into the grander the grander well, I conversation. Think, I, I, I don't think changing concealed and carry laws is going to uh, prevent what happened in Las Vegas from happening. No, no I agree. Um, I agree. What I'm happy didn't happen is I and I. I can't imagine life as a cop. So imagine if you're a cop in that situation and you've got five people with concealed carry and they start pulling out their gun and shooting back. Right? Imagine Jesus the mass chaos Christ. that moment. What do you do as a cop? Well, that's right. the stuff. Those are the situations that scare know. me the I most. Cops, you'd have to start shooting those other people too. Well, because you so. don't know, especially in the confusion, you don't know where the shots are coming oh, from. Yeah. It's like and you see someone brandishing a weapon and firing, even, you're like, that's the, that's the person. I hadn't even considered that. Well, plus, you're just randomly spraying a bullet back at a hotel Ugh. 30-something floors up from you know how many hundred yards away. Like, this, this will be the most controversial thing I've said, but the uh, I had a, one of my friends is a police officer. Um, it's not Alex. It's not Officer Brock. So don't worry. Officer but, Brock uh, knows. Here's the thing. Officer Brock hey, would know what to do in that situation. He got, he got promoted, by the way. He's oh. a lieutenant. 
Lieutenant Brock! Lieutenant Brock! Let's give it up for Lieutenant Brock! That's amazing. Good for him. Tells people what to do. But that Dark Knight Rises shooting, if you guys remember that. Oh, yeah. Um, you heard a lot of people say, like, well, if everybody had concealed and carry, that wouldn't happen. Fuck that. And the police officer I talked about said, do you realize how chaotic it would be if everybody in the theater started shooting? Who That's do you shoot at? Terrifying. The smoke bombed the theater. And then if the cops show up, they don't know who to shoot at. Right, right. So, I mean, I would I want to have a gun in that situation? Of course I would. <laughs> everybody would want to have some way to defend themselves, but, um, but that's... To me, the specific Las Vegas thing, this is just my opinion, is a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. And we've neglected our mental health, especially in the state of Missouri. We've drastically cut funding to mental health. It's been a big thing. Majority of our homeless people in the state of Missouri are mental health people that can't get any help. Um, we don't have a big enough push or understanding of mental health and how to treat it and take care of those people. That's one thing. But when we start talking about access to specific types of weapons, that's the type of debate we should have, but I don't think our politicians are capable of that. Yeah. Um, we should be able to sit down, and we can totally disagree, but be like, automatic weapons. Does a citizen need to have that? Mm -hmm. You know, and they should debate it. It should be challenged in court. I think the Supreme Court should be involved in a lot of this stuff because it isn't. It is an interpretation of our of our Bill of Rights, and that's something that needs to happen. But we can't even get to that point. We can't even get the wheels of government turning because people are so polarized right now, and they're in their camps and. That's what depresses me the most. I think what there is a uh, one of the one of the old man things I do is every Sunday morning there's a show on CBS called CBS Sunday Morning, and it's it's a uh, you watch that, Dave. Yeah, I've oh, watched it before. Yeah, exactly. So, it, but it what I like about it is it's it's just kind of pure journalism, and it's it's kind of feel good stuff. It's stuff that just it reminds you that there's human like there's good yeah. humanity out there. You know, uh, so one of the things they just did was. Uh, this last weekend, they did something on Antonin Scalia, right? Yeah. Uh, the former, uh, you know, deceased... Um, uh, justice. Justice, yeah. So, uh, and they talked to Ruth Gator Bins... Ruth... Bader Ginsburg. Bader Ginsburg, thank you. Woo! That's a mouthful, huh? Yeah. Ruth, I'm coming for you. Oh, Hello. freezing! Um, so they talked to Ruth, and she said, she's like, one of the things, one of the nice things she said about him was she's like, we viscerally disagreed on so much but we were great friends. That's awesome. And we understood what what the power of debate was. Like when we could actually sit down, he and I, and talk through in a very calm, respectful, logical manner, why do you feel this way? Why do I feel this way? And let's try to find a middle ground to where we both understand and we both can come to it. And she's like, I don't feel, and she you know, spoke to, to your point, Dave, but she was like, that that's not that doesn't exist right now and she's like i really hope we can get back to that point because that's the only way that things change yeah i don't know if you, i don't know if you can get elected right now if you're like that though i, I think if you're a yeah. compromiser reach across the aisle guy i don't think you'll survive a primary i really don't they'll look at you as weak with either side either side like where that's you, why I'm, where do you think that started either of you like how do you cuz where how did we go from how did we go from actual you know like what what politics was designed to do, which is you you know opposing views and you kind of meet you you find a middle ground to this just you're an asshole, no, you're an asshole. Now I'm gonna dig my heels in. I'm digging them in further. How did we get to that point? There's a really good uh, gosh, who did it? Was it sixty minutes? They did a whole like hour long thing. I'll try to send it to you and I'm just about the Obama presidency. okay. and they they actually kind of document how Trump is kind of the end result of all this. Um, Probably around the the Tea Party stuff when that all got rolling and the healthcare thing. Sure. I think that's when, I think that's when it started to get really really bad. And I don't think it's ever stopped. Um, I don't want to completely bash Republicans. Um, I think that the Tea Party and that extreme, we hate the government thing. It's really hard to run something that you say that you hate mm -hmm. when you get in charge. Yeah. So you've got that, and then I think the left is starting to do the exact same thing mm. in response to Trump, and so. That's what scares me is if both sides are like that, I'm in a tough spot as a voter. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, it's tough, but I think it's worked. I don't know when it happened or how it happened, but it's worked. That's how people have won elections. So in reality, it's actually our fault as voters because um, people keep voting for extremist people that only vote for their party and don't do anything for their own people. Because you see all those polls all the time that people hate Congress. Something like, what, 12%? But then everybody loves their personal reps. You see the disconnect? Yeah. Right. I think the government sucks, just not people in my own area, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I think it's a little tribalism. I think the internet plays into it. Um, you know, you can go on Facebook right now and filter out what you don't want to see. And so I only see stuff that fits my political palette. That confirmation bias kicks in. You know what I mean? And so you spend all day only reading and seeing stuff that you agree with. So contrary opinions are like, we're not used to it anymore. When Doug and I grew up, um, I didn't have that option. When I was at Mizzou, we fought about the Iraq war all the time. That's awesome. Like we debated it constantly. And it was, you know, some of them were pretty heated. But you didn't have, well, I'm just going to go to the, the left-wing site to read about the Iraq war, and then I'm going to go to the right-wing site, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, it's tough, man. You should try try to find one of your friends who's really, really the opposite of you, and you'll see how hard it is to have a conversation with them now. Oh, there's there's plenty of people who I, when they <laughs> when they post, like there's there's definitely those people who I went to high school with, and they, they, lean, they lean far right, and I'll, I'll see their stuff, and I'm, it's, it's, it's hard for me to even read their stuff because... I just I don't know, and again, that's just that's I'm I'm not taking it with. There's no inflection. There's, I don't know how they mean it. So when I just read it, I'm assuming this is how they posted it, and it's just really hard to get through that. But I can only imagine having a conversation with someone of that nature. You know, well, there's family members who are that way too. That's why the holidays suck. Well, I think the, the biggest part for me is just the fact that um, people don't have a civil debate. There's always barbs and jabs and stuff like that. Like people aren't looking to have a discussion. They're looking to tear down the other side because this is war to them. This is an ideological war. And Dave, I think you brought up a good point about the disconnect between like they love their representative, but they hate Congress and they hate the government because the government is this thing, this idea, this faceless uh, entity that exists that they can, it's easy to hate. It's the, it's the tribalism. Like you said, it's us versus them and the government is them. But the people that they know, that they vote for, those are humans. Those are people they know, they can see, they understand. But everyone else, all the other, there's this th- this thing and they're the bad guys. Right. And so for me, it's like, show me a Facebook discussion that doesn't go out of control or off the rails or a news post that you know doesn't have the comment section that's just a giant b- a pool of, of bile. Well, that's, you know, that's a, whole other, that's a whole other issue. That's called the aim and aim. Uh, anonymity problem if yeah. people don't have to identify who they are people are just going to be assholes man yeah um, oh yeah it's just the internet but yeah I, I don't know man i don't know i don't know if that's something that that you can fix um that's what i'm kind of worried i'm actually legitimately worried like long term because i can't see people all of a sudden not being tool bags to each other you know yeah i mean it it, it seems like we got to this point so quickly but i don't see i don't think we can turn it around and resolve it equally as quickly no, it, it, part of it too is just like I was reading about all the uh, fake information that's come out from this incident. You know, like, you know, first of all, I see that, you know, right out of the gate, you know, while the shooting was happening, people were supposedly reporting that shootings were happening at other resorts in the Las Vegas area, which the police officers obviously had to debunk and say that's not true. So that by itself, panic sets in. People are like, it's happening here. It's happening oh, there. Wasn't he, wasn't he supposedly ISIS at one point, too? Oh, God. I ISIS mean, claimed it. ISIS. And, yeah. He's Antifa. He had, I mean, Infowars. I had to go to their website oh, and see what Jesus. they were talking about. They're like, yeah, he said uh, he, he had Antifa, uh, you know, documents in his place and that there was some bullshit thing going around that said that he loved Rachel Maddow right. and that he was a Democrat that just hated Trump and which was completely false but the far corners of the internet were spreading that and that became oh, that's part of- their, hey, that's permanent now those people will never not believe that because here, here's yeah. the psychological thing that goes through um, try to leave a, a good example it's not political uh, so take take um, the Buffalo Bills I love the Buffalo Bills go Bills number uh, one AFC East enough for now um <laughs> So you come up to me and you try to have an argument with me trying to convince me that the Buffalo Bills aren't a team I should root for. That's wrapped up in my identity, man. Mm-hmm. That's part of who I am. These political stuff is the same way with most people. They're not necessarily pro-gun. They're pro that line of thought. That's part of who they are. Yeah. And so you challenge them on that. Um, you're challenging their belief system and who they are, and it's oh, no different than religion, man. Yeah. People get pissed, and that's both sides. And I don't remember – I'm very passionate about some issues, but I'm never like, you know what? A responsible tax code that really gets me going in the morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> but there are there are people that are like that. That that's part of. And if they admit that you're right, they have to question everything who they are. I don't know why people attach politics with their identity. It blows my mind. Well, um, part of it too is you know politicians ahead, do not sorry. give a shit about you. None of them do. <laughs> right? No, they I care I, about their jobs. They do not. I don't care who they are, Democrat or Republican. They do not give two shits about you as a human being. 
They don't. I firmly agree. They're playing I the game. Agree, yeah. They got to yep. play that game, and they got to use every event to their advantage yep, 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 yep. so that they can uh, keep power mm-hmm. and keep their jobs. I 100% the agree. The only way they ever care about you is that they thought that's what they had to do to keep their job. Yeah. Right. They just do whatever they got to do to keep it. And so that's why I always blame us. People always get shocked with that. I'm like, you vote for these guys, regardless of the party. If you, they're going to react to you any way you want. So they, if you only vote for people that fix problems that aren't douchebags, that's the type of people that are going to be in the government. Yeah. But for extremist people that are anti the other side and are going to fight forever, that's the type of government you're going to get. Yeah. You know? They're like, ah, stupid government. I'm like, no, we're stupid people. Because we vote for these. (laughs) Yeah, we put the people in place. Somehow, you know, for whatever reason, that's we're the ones that put them in there. Yeah. Well, Oh, go ahead. I was saying it also sucks because we only have two options. Like, we have two legitimate options to choose from. And things are never just like you said earlier. It, these are complicated situations where it can't be one side or the other. Right. Well, take healthcare for example. Yeah. The, I don't care who you are. Let's. The, everyone's got to admit that people having healthcare is good. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. And then there's obviously things we can do to make the healthcare a lot better. You know. Mm-hmm. But instead, here was our starting positions. Nothing changes. <laughs> Keep it the same or get rid of everything. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most all-or-nothing approach to every freaking thing. And I'm like, no, what you should do is be like, we'd like to change some stuff. We'd like to keep a lot of it. Let's find the middle ground, you know? Right, exactly. Let's actually have a – let's not do this behind closed doors. Yeah. Let's not shut them out and say, you know, Republicans only. You know, no girls allowed. Yeah. No Democrats, no blues. You know know what? Democrats are going to do that if they win Congress. They're going to do the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. And the reason they're going to do it is because it was done to them. So it's a tit-for-tat thing. And it's it's, it's no one's rising above. Mm -hmm. It's just a – well, you well, well, look, this is how you played it, so fuck you, we're going to do the same this, thing. This, the same Congress that wouldn't appoint a Supreme Court justice because they didn't agree with the guy who was president. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just blows my mind that that stuff happens now. Yeah. yeah. And that they so could do that. Like, that was allowed. It's so petty. That's fair game now. I guarantee you now, if the other side's in power Congress, you'll never see the other side get to appoint Supreme Court justice. I think that's going to be a common thing. So if uh, justice retires and Democrats have control of Congress, they won't appoint anybody. I guarantee you they won't. No. Yeah. No, they'll they'll push it off as long as possible. Yeah, and that's that stuff just drives me insane that people are okay with that. That they're like, yeah, let's not have a functioning federal government. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that I mean, I understand the risks that are at play there, especially because if you have people that generally leave conservative or generally lean liberal, if you don't, if you have an imbalance in the Supreme Court, that's a lifetime appointment, which I think we should fix that. Yep. For starters. To have this like lifelong legacy in politics or that sort of legislation, I'm like, all right, let's let's put some term limits on this. Like a career, being a politician shouldn't be a career, in my opinion. No, I don't care who you are. Like, I don't care what position it is, how high or low, like, if it's federal or state level. Yeah, it you you there need to be term limits on every single fucking person. Yeah, and they need to be way shorter. Like, and again, I just don't want to see someone like McCain. Who's like been doing this forever? Who's got fucking cancer? Or you got guys that just are like what in their seventies, or whatever? I'm just like, look, man, call it a day. Like, let's <laughs> to to his credit, though, I will say McCain has has wowed me recently. Oh yeah, with the backbone that he's showing. So I is it I, a backbone? You know, is it backbone or does he just hate Trump? <laughs> I, look, either way, <laughs> does it does it matter? <laughs> no, I, I you know. I, I was talking to Dad the other day, Doug, and he was doing that, and I'm like, really? I think he just wants to stick it to Trump. <laughs> so, Trump, Trump basically called him a pussy, which blew my mind that Trump, of all people, would call McCain a pussy, but he did. <laughs> and once again, I'm going to start getting fired up. People were cool with some of that stuff, and I'm like, the guy's a war hero, and you got, and these are the same people that got fired up about people kneeling during the uh, national anthem. Yeah, hypocrisy. But Trump can call an actual American hero a pussy, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Fuck that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like, or Trump can call a private citizen a son of a bitch. Uh, you know, it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? What right. are we? What world yeah, are we yeah, living yeah, in? I'm not doing. I'm not going down the Trump road because he's president. And I don't want to be that guy. So. <laughs> I don't want to be the guy's man. But, you know. I is mean, is he president, though? <laughs> those guys. But I will say, I don't think he's produced his birth certificate yet. <laughs> no, that's, and that's what I'm worried about is, you know, we're going to have the next election. I'm worried that the Democrats are going to pick the most liberal anti-Trump person possible. And it's going to be this horribly negative, divisive election. And. I can't predict the future. I have no idea. But let's say a Democrat wins, 
It's going to be the same crap that's going on right now, but you two are going to be happier. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the same, it's still not good for the country. No, I, I agree. I agree. It, it, it's, yeah, because it, it's it's going to do this. It, it, again, it's a tit-for-tat thing. It's going to be yep. one side outdoes the other. So they got Trump, so we're going to find someone who out-liberals the Republican side of Trump. They and then almost they're gonna have find, to. Right, then they're going to find someone who... everyone! Sorry. No. <laughs> exactly, right, yeah. No, that's exactly what it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, because if they chose someone that's moderate, that's not going to be enough for right. the angry liberal person. They're going to be like, no! They're too middle... Like, it, they almost have to go tit for tat for this. Got, now, hey, I'm the most moderate guy in the world, and that's all I want, is somebody <laughs> who's middle of the road more intelligent than me, and we'll get stuff done. Yeah, that's all. That's all I care. I about. would like to vote for an expert that I think is going to be in that position to make good decisions. That's right. what I want. I don't yeah. need. I don't. Yeah, ideologically, I'm like ah, whatever. You know, like we're not going to agree on everything. I know that. Right. But I would. I would like to have confidence that someone's not going to get on Twitter and just fucking you know that, be that, a that child. Person, start. That person's not going to win a primary though. That's the problem. Start uh, World War Three. Yeah. <laughs> but. To, to bring back to the gun control thing, this is why it's so hard to talk about because I don't see a scenario in which anybody can sit in a room and have a meaningful conversation about it. Sure. Because I get this. I know I'm, I'm, I've sounded more conservative today than I usually am. But from a conservative's point of view, if you give any ground on that, they're worried that it will never stop. Oh, 100%. It becomes a slippery slope. I understand that. I do understand that because if you look at any time the government's expanded into things, they don't ever stop expanding. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they always do. Like That's something I tried to explain to my, my conservative friends. I'm like, Obamacare is never going to go away. <laughs> and I'm like, I, and at the time when people said that, I was like, you're right. If this passes, it won't. Government never takes back stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that is, that is one of the things that the conservatives talk about that I actually agree with. That's sure. the problem. Government gets into something, it'll never go away. Right. So they, they never... They never admit fault. They never roll it back. They just legislate more to legislate around it. They basically they they outlaw the law, and then they have to outlaw that law, and it's a snowball effect. Well, it's kind of like we were talking in a previous episode where it's it's almost becomes this clunky, outdated computer that you just keep updating the RAM, right. updating this, but it's like it's barely functioning, right? Because you've added all these different peripherals to it, and it's yep. like Jesus Christ! Like, but you can't. You can't just like what right. are you gonna do? You're gonna buy a new computer, guys. You can't. This is really overheating. Yeah, we need. To, we might need to just nope, nope, nope. Put it. Put a new fan in it. We talked about that with no. the CIA, yeah. with the FBI, with all these organizations that like exist. But it's like, should they? You know, but they do exist. So now we have to put money into that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The healthcare is never gonna go away. If yeah. anything, this is gonna lead to universal healthcare at some point. Yeah, that's just how it's gonna go. And it's just and so. Everybody who becomes president, I guarantee you they have this thought process of like, I won't abuse this power. Oh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be different. <laughs> I'm a different type of person. And so I won't overuse executive orders. I won't order the assassination of people unless it's for a good reason. You know what I mean? That's, that's just the nature of humans and the nature of power. You know what I mean? I, I, and so I've, I've never seen a president retract power. They always expand it a little bit. You know what I mean? And so, it, I don't know. Yeah. These are the things. And I sound very conservative right now. But I do agree with them when they make those arguments that that is kind of a concern. Yeah. Well, for years I've always I've I've had the same thought of where uh, you could have the the purest the purest intent come into politics going you know what I really truly am going to make people's lives better this is this is my in here's how I'm going to just help people and yada 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 you get to the top and then you're just inundated with red tape with people who are pulling your strings, you know, there's deals being made and if you well if you want this then you got to give a little over here and then then you're compromising and you can go into it with the purest of intentions but there's no way to come out of it without without being marred. You got a wheel and deal, man. That's what it comes down to You just and can't go you can't maintain that that level of purity. Which to an extent is good because you shouldn't get everything that you want. You know what I mean? No, absolutely extent. not. But at the same time it's like what are you giving up in that process? Right. And it, I think that's the part that's disappointing because it's not always in the best interest sure. of people. And that's kind of comes back to, you know, to dip into another category of like capitalism. It's like full-fledged capitalism causes problems too because people are not necessarily acting in the best interest of the community or of the environment because the bottom line dictates they do X, Y, and Z. And so if you're going to spend extra money to make sure that the waste from your plant, you know, is taken care of more, you know, 
environmental friendly, you're not going to, it's not, your capitalism doesn't dictate that. Right. Because it's like, no, what's in the best interest is to make the most money. So it's the same thing with like power well, think, and things like that. No, think how complicated that is though. Pretend you're president, Doug. Oh, yeah. And that exact issue you just brought up, think how impossible it is. If you enact stricter uh, environmental laws, you limit our companies and their ability to compete overseas. Mm -hmm. It costs American jobs. Yep. If you don't, and you do what Trump's doing, you deregulate stuff, you destroy our environment for the future, maybe we get more jobs. It's a lose-lose situation. Yeah. You're put in those situations every single day, and whenever you make those choices, you're going to piss about 50% of the country off. Well, so it's, the it's... only way you survive is by the people that gave you money and have your back. Yeah. That's why they end up getting corrupt. It's because they're like, I've got to do what I can for the people that like me. Well, then let me ask you this question. This is something Joe Rogan uh, thinks fiercely. He believes that the role of the president is a stupid idea, that in modern days it's an impossible job and we shouldn't do it. So in lieu of a president, Dave, what do you think we should have instead? I mean, if we had a purely representative body, like we just had the Senate and Congress, do you know how freaking insane that would be? They still wouldn't get anything done. No, it would be a shit show. And then you'd have no check to that branch of the government. Yeah. Um, I, th I definitely think the president's powers need to be reined in. Um, I, I get the idea of during war times and stuff like that, we want to have somebody who makes decisions so it's not a deliberative body. Um, but I do agree that the office of the presidency has grown way beyond what the founders ever intended. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? They never, because at this point, let's be honest, the president's kind of a king. Yeah. He's like a couple notches away from he, being a king. He's a king, with, he's a king with term limits. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, his executive orders, he can basically write law. Yeah. And I, and what's funny is Republicans are totally cool with that stuff now, but they were super mad about Obama doing it. Oh, it's <laughs> huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But Democrats were totally cool with Obama doing it. Yeah, you know and I mean? now, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, everybody should have a problem with the president being able to create law by writing something down. Yeah. That's called the king. <laughs> <laughs> Congress should have to vote for stuff. The only time I'm cool with him not asking Congress for stuff is war. Yeah. I think that's what his job should be. but um, Which is also interesting because when's the last time a president actually asked Congress to declare war? If you declare war, you have to give him prisoner rights. It's a lot more complicated if you actually do it. Exactly. But when was the last time? It was like World War II, wasn't it? Did we declare war in the Korean War? I don't think we actually did, did we? No, because we. I think what it was, there was a, I can't remember exactly what we called it, uh, but it was something that was not war, but it was something, I can't remember what it was. It was a yeah, skirmish. But it was something that basically allowed the president to go to war without actually having to ask Congress for it. And because one president did that, every other president followed suit after that. We haven't had to ask Congress for it's called It's called the Red Rover Law. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why when, when you guys when you guys asked me to come in here to talk about this gun control thing, I, I was looking forward to it, but I was kind of pressed because I don't think anything will happen either way because I don't think our government is capable of that complicated of a discussion. I think they could probably pass a law requiring people to stand up during the national anthem. Yeah, They could probably handle something like that because it's easy. But if you ask them to do something complicated, that is the nitty and gritty of what our government's supposed to do, fix health care, actually pass tax reform that makes sense, uh, deal with immigration, deal with anything that's not sexy and that's hard to do, I don't think they're capable of it. I really don't. I hope they prove me wrong. But And it doesn't have anything to do with them doing something I agree with. I can't see them meeting with members of the other party and compromising. Yeah. can't see him doing it. And I, I don't think their voters would be cool with that. They'd be like, you traitors, we're going to primary you. So <laughs> I feel like we are marching slowly or quickly towards uh, living in the movie Idiocracy. Yeah. I think we're, we're heading toward a breakdown of government because right now we haven't had anything completely catastrophic happen. But I want you to imagine something truly catastrophic. Massive earthquake. Um, in a, you know, World War Three. That's probably a little too dramatic. The plague. Some type of plague breaks out in the United States. Can our government function and respond to those type of threats? I don't know. That's true. Or, is it, or would it be complete I, and utter gridlock? I completely hate and do not respect Donald Trump. But I would like to believe that if World War Three broke out, we'd be able to get behind him because he is the president of the United States. I don't think we could, though. No, I don't. Yeah, well, the thing is, the thing that I think hinders that is, especially with him, is that you don't, you don't know what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Like... Any other president, I could see him going. All right, we're gonna look. We're gonna we we need to pull our shit together, and we need to think. We need to come at this logically. And we need to we need we need to assess this and move forward at a very uh, at, a, at a very intense uh, logically but intense pace. I think Donald Trump is one of those people who would just go. He would just 
it it's shoot from the hip gut reaction it, there's there's nothing logical about how he approaches things so well, that's why yeah. i think we would have a harder time getting behind him specifically for me it would be trust because i don't trust anything that he says he's he's a hypocrite he's like you know if you take the charlottesville stuff like eventually sort of half ass condemned him but then didn't and it was just like he's all over the place like i, I so if he were to be like look we found some information definitive information that North Korea is digging a tunnel to get to us so we have to attack I'd be like bullshit I don't believe you right you've said crazy things right and you probably and, and he probably just posted it on Twitter to begin with to, to let us know you right. know what I mean that's the problem is that we failed to where we I don't know if we can handle some of those big challenges and we always have if you look back at history we've always stepped up I guarantee you not everybody agreed with everything that happened back in World War II you know sure I mean? sure well, we well most people didn't want to go to war right yep and so that's what scares me. We haven't had. I know this stuff seems like a big deal, and I, this is a big tragedy to happen in Las Vegas. But in the grand scheme of things, we haven't had something that's like crippling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's what I'm worried about: is something major happens, and then trying to see if our government can function, if people can trust the government, and if people can just quit being assholes to each other. Well, I think it's a challenge, and I, I think when things get shitty, I have seen the best in people. I mean, Dave, if you think back to when the tornado. You know, oh, yeah. hit our parents' people house. Are, I don't care how hippie I sound. People deep down inside are inherently good. I really do believe that. That's interesting. I never thought you'd say that. <laughs> I think they are. From my experience in education, I've seen that people are good. They're just like dogs. They start out good and they get fucked up over time. <laughs> I think that's true, actually. That's a great, that's a great analogy. But, I mean, when, when push comes to shove, I mean, I see nothing but, like, Puerto Rico, is a it's, it's a shit show over there right now. But you know what? I guarantee you people are coming together to help each other out. I mean, if you look at yeah. Houston. Man, we got to do more about Puerto Rico. I mean, that place got devastated. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're, yeah. They're one of our territories. They pay taxes, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But they're messing up our budget, you know, with all this shit. No, throwing it out of whack. Excuse me. They're throwing it out of whack. Um, but, you know, like even Houston, when shit went down there, I mean, there's people saying, like, I got a boat. I'm two states away. I'm going to go down to Houston to see if I can help anybody. I mean, that's fucking inspiring. When... You know, Dave and I's parents' house got hit by a tornado. I remember waking up, you know, the day after it happened, and people were just outside clearing shit off our lawn. Right. You know, people just were coming in, people walking up, people that I'd known or hadn't seen in years, saying, hey, what do you need? Right, right, right. High V set up shop right by our, our house, was giving away free food. Dave, you went over to Home Depot, and, like, we're looking for some boxes, and you went to pay, and the guys were like, just take it. Like, right. yep. there, there was a yep. lot of just... I remember that. Great moments. Ruby Tuesday came out and was giving sliders to people. Like, yes. Like, it was just, it was a really powerful moment because people realized homes are gone. Right. Like, my, one of my best friends said, hey, you you guys can stay at my house. Like, come sleep at our place because our, our home was gone. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, like, that was a moment where you feel vulnerable and the community truly came together. As much shit as I talk about Kirksville and Missouri and all that sort of stuff, when that happened... Like, as human beings, we came together, and it was a powerful thing to see. So I were to think if something disastrous were to happen, I think we have a better thing. I think we're better at coming together than, say, going to war. Because when you go to war, people have to believe that we're doing it for the right reason because people are going to fight and people are going to die. I haven't, I haven't thought out this next thing too much. There might be flaws in my logic. But I think a, a biggest challenge of growing up in America is it's a very – cold competitive place and so you got to find a way like, to identify and feel safe i think people have started to do that with their political beliefs you know what i mean yeah and they've become like that's how i feel safe is i have this community of people that think the same way i do and so we get divided against each other and i think at the end of the day if you take an extremely right wing extremely left wing person they want the same damn things yeah they want to have a good life a good job be happy get laid every now and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they're different human beings, but they let those identity politics divide them to where they're like, you voted for a different guy on a ballot that a person I'm never going to meet, you know what I mean? Well, I think it comes part of like this two-party system too because you're either on my side or you're on the other side. Right. And when someone comes to you and says, yeah, I, I voted Republican, you just associate this baggage with them. Right. Automatically, you're like, oh, well, then you like X, Y, Z, and well, blah, see, blah, blah. Well, it's the exact opposite for me. I live in a very conservative state, and me being a moderate, I'm like a, the, I'm a, the devil. But I've gotten used to that, <laughs> and I've learned that they're just like me. They're not different human beings. Yeah. They all want the same things out of life. We just disagree on how to get there. Yeah. Now, where I can get a little – I can get a little un – that's what I want to look for. 
I can be annoying and sometimes stubborn when it comes to religion mm-hmm. and uh, people pushing that stuff on me. But I'm really open-minded. Uh, one of my best friends at the school I work at, hardcore right-wing guy, and we have awesome talks about the economy, and he's not always wrong. Yeah. He's not. Uh, he makes good points. And that's that's what our government has to be, is the conservatives and liberals keep each other in check. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the whole you point. Don't ever want, you don't want one side to completely dominate because neither one of them are completely right. No, yeah. it's the whole point of a two-party system. I mean, yeah. You need the liberals to push for change. That's what they're there for. And you need conservatives to push the brakes. Yeah. You know, that's the whole tug and pull is liberals want to change too fast and conservatives need to slow things down and ask constant questions of, should we do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the one I want to get to where it's like that as opposed to, you're not team Red Storm, so fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah, or I just see things like, you know, on, on my end, you know, being in Chicago, I see someone just post this stuff and it's like, it's upsetting. They'll be like, hey, it's just as a reminder, your weekly reminder, if you voted Republican last election, you're the fucking worst. And I'm like, really? Is that helpful? Like, no, is that, not at all. Is that helpful at all? Like, no, that's not helping anything. Like, you may feel angry, but all you're doing is just cr- dividing, creating that and divide. Those, those people felt the exact same way when Obama got elected. Exactly. You know, they thought the world was going to end and yeah. all this. They're taking their jobs. You know, they thought all that stuff. But <laughs> that's that type of reaction is always going to happen, and I get that. Everyone's always disappointed when their side doesn't win. Sure. Yeah. But. We got, I don't know. I'm pretty worried, man. And maybe it's because I'm getting old and I pay more attention. But I'm. It's ridiculous. No, I think we're 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 fast coming into a uh, area where we have not. We've never traversed these waters before. No, we've never as a country. I don't think been. We've been down a lot of really fucked up roads, and we've we've gone. You know, it's gotten dark and it's gotten light again, and we've we've we've. We've seen a lot of shit, but I don't think we've ever been at this point in our country's history. So uh, this it, it is going to be a very big uh, determining factor of where we go as a country moving forward. We are at a pivotal stage in our country, I think. I think. I, the, 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 the thing I don't know how we counter, and I'm, I'm going to pick on everybody, the Fox News, the MSNBC, the internet websites like InfoWars or for the Liberals Daily Coast. You know, and the Facebook bullshit, all the social media ads that are just made up bullcrap. I don't know how you break through that. Honestly, yeah. let's say, let's just, Justin would say you're going to run for president and you're going to try to be the guy we talked about. You could never break through that stuff. Oh, no. I have no so way. much stuff that would haunt me. <laughs> well, no, no. No, we're just pretending well, your bloody nipples would be a problem. I mean, that would come up at some point. <laughs> but, but no, for real, though, like, how would you break through and talk to the regular voter? Because they're going to get so much information from whatever site they're from. Oh, absolutely. And anything that I say is is so easily, so easily manipulated. Oh, yeah. And so I don't, that's the challenge for any political candidate. I don't know how you break through. So they try not to break through. They just go with the team stuff, you know? Right, exactly. And then they try to just see how, who's, whose team can get rallied harder, basically. Yeah, that's, that's what elections do. You're right, mate. They've turned into who can rally their base enough to get them to show up. Right, exactly. And, um... I, mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Kasich, if you guys ever listened to some of the stuff he's saying, yep. the former governor mm-hmm. No, I, I, haven't, I haven't listened to anything after the election. Yeah. I, uh, he was talking the other day about how um, his message of being bipartisan and stuff, nobody could hear it. You couldn't get through the anger in the media and the, the, new, uh, the fake news and all that stuff on their websites, you know? Yeah. He talked about how it was really, really hard for him to even break through with that message, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, during, the, during the campaigns, like, if, if you listen to him— he made a lot of sense, like, but Hillary and Bernie were just louder. Yeah, like, and yeah. they they just they they carried more weight because he was that third, you know, yeah. random person Kasich, there. That Kasich, he's a Republican. What's that? Kasich was a Republican candidate. He's a governor of Ohio. Wait, wait, who? John Kasich. John Kasich. Yeah, wait, who was the third? Uh... Casey Kasich. I'm Casey Kasich. This is that top forty. Who <laughs> <laughs> did you did get third in the Democrat? I don't even remember. I thought. That wasn't Kasich. I think there was fuck only me. two for uh, fuck. If I for wait, forgotten. maybe it was Kasich though. That I there was someone on the Republican side too that I was like, he doesn't make bad points. Like maybe it was him that I thought on the on the. I can't remember. There was whoever the third party was on the Democrat side, and then there was someone, and it, it very well could have been Kasich on the Republican side 
that there were both of them. I thought, you know what, I can I can stomach hearing what they have to say. But they did a they did a debate on TV where they had Bernie and Kasich debate, and it was the best debate of all time because they oh. weren't douchebags to each other. I can I can imagine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it really focused on thoughts and ideas rather than name calling. You know, and what I what I really loved is at the end of the debate, Bernie goes, "John and I disagree on a lot. What we don't disagree on is how we want this country to be better, and See? we want help." And then Kasich did the same thing. He goes. He goes, I don't agree with Bernie on almost anything economically, but I know he means right well. You know what I mean? That's and the so, that's that real like, My heart, my heart yeah. just like got better from you just saying that right, right. there. I'm like, oh. Well, I remember, I'll send it to you. The Bernie and Kasich debate was phenomenal because they, they argued they argued passionately with each other, and then they weren't dicks. Right. They can still, they can still, they're, they're colleagues. If you really break it down, they work in the same fucking office is what it is. Yep. And they can go back to work then and say, great. We we both presented our cases. Now we can go back to doing our fucking jobs. That's the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing where she was saying, like, that's that's the kind of mentality. And it's unfortunate that those two gentlemen are older too, because I don't know <laughs> if I like that could be that could be dying out. That could be we could be seeing that leaving with that generation. Well, I'll say this much for America: we've got that first part down of like arguing. We've got that part down. <laughs> we've got we've got to come down to that other the final part, right? Which is like. Realizing what the other you can we can, we have our ideas and we have no problem saying our ideas. It's listening to the person, understanding their perspective, and coming around at the end and being like, "Great, I respect that you have your idea." And that, in, in Dave's point, even more, which is we really both want the same thing. Right. We really just are arguing on how we're going to do that. Right. To get there, and I think if you have that idea in mind, the other person seems a lot less threatening. Right. Because. We're not here to take your guns. Right. I think we all agree that killing people sucks. It's not a good thing. Right. I, like Dave said, we all want to make sure that if we get sick, we get taken care of. Like we right. all agree that people should have a job so they can work and pay their bills and do so. Like right. we, we all, all want we, the same. We all things. agree that we should get laid from time to time. Agree. Yes. Everyone needs to get laid. Right. We, we agree that you know if we're gonna have a government, we gotta pay taxes to some degree. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> The details, obviously, are hard to hash out, but I think... I just want a flat tax. (laughs) (laughs) Buy gold. Um, You know, it's just one of those things where I think if we realize that we all truly do want the same thing, it's a lot easier to stomach what the other person's saying. You know what? The the other thing that I think we can all agree that we need... Is a fucking throwdown! Goddamn right! Woo! (laughs) Throwdown! That was a little southern music for Dave. Yeah, it's yeah. for the, the dirt of yeah, South. I'm like I'm like an hour late to this band festival. Hopefully, there's not a riot. <laughs> and to be fair, if there was a riot at the band festival, one that would be hilarious in their band uniforms. <laughs> two, what am I gonna do? You know what I mean? Stop! Dude, I'm a volunteer supervisor. I told you to stop. Some you know? some dude swinging his tube around. Ain't gonna listen to that. No. Nope. Yeah. All right. So I'll give you detention. <laughs> we got uh, we got a little heavy. Okay. Uh, in today, it was a little serious, a little heavy. Uh, I think this was the second week in a row we talked about uh, oh uh, how we, how we can do things better in the yeah. country and 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 make you know uh, there, was, there was something I was going for. basically solving the world's problems. Yeah. You know, we need to listen to each other. That yes. was a theme for both. Exactly. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna lighten this up a little bit in this throwdown, and uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do two beloved figures mm-hmm. from two beloved holidays. Oh, God. We are going to do, and we're jumping, now that we've hit fall, we're going to jump right into Christmas, Doug. Mm. We are doing Santa versus the Easter Bunny. Santa. What? No, hold on. He's got a sleigh full of reindeer. He's got- No, ca- no, 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 no. He doesn't he's, get to bring- He's not bringing friends. Thank you. It's Santa <laughs> okay. versus the Easter Bunny, and I'm talking about the human form of the Easter Bunny. So, what I'm saying we're is- We're talking Donnie Darko, Donnie Darko on, hold Easter hold on, Bunny. Hold on, What? You think there's a human form to the Easter Bunny? <laughs> What yeah. fucked up childhood did you have? Like the anamorphic version of the Easter Bunny. It's not what? just a fucking bunny hopping around with a basket in his mouth. It's like so the you're Easter... Saying a, you're saying a human-sized bunny. Wait, no, I'm talking about like you go to the mall. You ever see the Easter Bunny at the mall? Kids take the pictures. It's fucking terrifying. That guy. Yeah, Santa. So you're, so you're, so you're saying a guy in a bunny suit. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying a humanoid rabbit. Who has okay. magical Easter powers? And what are the what are the what are the bunny's Easter powers? I don't know, Doug. You tell me. 
So Santa, I'm sticking with the sleigh. He's got cavalry, so that's plus he three. He doesn't get to bring his reindeer so into it. That's plus three to infantry. You're not okay? listening. You're so. not listening, right wing. <laughs> Look here, snowflake. What it really snowflake. comes down to is how, uh, how bad is Santa's cardio? That's really <laughs> it really does. come to that. Because on paper, I think Santa can probably get a couple good shots in, but the bunny's going to be quicker. And if Santa gets tired, he's fucked. I feel like this always comes down to strength versus speed for us. It Every does. throwdown comes down to strength versus speed. Well, you also got to consider if this is truly a bunny, he's got he's got some bite power. You know what I mean? True, true. So like, and, and rabbits are generally fast. So uh, Santa seems like a hearty guy. the ancient old super overweight guy lasting too long. If he gets a hold of the bunny, it's probably going to be a brutal, brutal, horrible mess up my childhood death. <laughs> um I don't know. That might it might be worse to watch the bunny kill Santa actually. <laughs> but I'm saying though, Santa being the ancient, basically an elf, he's got he's got some powers Wait, too. Santa's an elf. He's like the king elf. He's the king of the <laughs> elves. The weirdest upbringing. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, Santa's got magic. Santa's also a surfer, power. right? I think Santa. Uh, does Santa have his magic? Magical abilities. Well, I think I think that I feel like Santa, I feel like Santa has man like because he can get in and out of home like he can go down chimneys when he shouldn't be able to. No, right? No, 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 no. He's right. Justin's on to something. <laughs> Santa can make presents, right? Yeah. All right, ah, I see what you're going. Yeah. Santa just would uh, just make a present of a totally legal automatic firearm. But he <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was, I was gonna go with a blade. He's gonna reach in that bag, pull out a giant blade, and just go to town on that bunny. He's gonna pull out a gun that he was giving to somebody for Christmas. <laughs> What a <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Oh, he's got to have Bam. a great line, too, right? Bam. You've been naughty. <laughs> Here's been some naughty. coal. <laughs> Here's some coal, 45. Oh, that's so bad. It's good. I just shit in your stocking. Oh, God. That took a turn. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Sick. Uh, well, the Easter bunnies would be, here's egg on your face. Oh, nice. Oh, that get weird. <laughs> did you poop the egg out? Where did this come from? Everyone wants to know. <laughs> Shut up and eat it. <laughs> I feel like the Easter bunny might, if you're bringing reindeer and like people into it, I feel like the Easter bunny's got Jesus on his side. Does he, though? I feel like Wait. he's got the Lord. Wait. Hold on. How's the Easter bunny related to Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because Easter is a, is a uh, overtly Christian holiday. That has nothing to do with the Easter Bunny, though. Yeah, well, it does. Uh, couldn't you argue that Santa also has Jesus on his side? Christmas is a pagan holiday. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus isn't connected to the Easter Bunny. I think Easter Bunny is the non-denominational way to celebrate Easter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the bunny can walk I, on water. I don't water. think they do the Power Rangers thing and Jesus shows up. You know what I mean? <laughs> when our powers combine, Jesus. Hi, guys. And Santa's like, oh, yeah? Spirit of Christmas! You know, <laughs> Krampus! <laughs> Krampus! Krampus! I would love if I had animation ability to animate our conversation. Oh my god, it'd be amazing, right? So really, did we just do Jesus versus Krampus? Is that what we just did? Did we just shift this over? <laughs> so, okay, so Santa versus the Easter Bunny. You think... You think Santa. Santa with this... Santa with this magic sack. This magic sack. You think is gonna is gonna best I, the Easter Bunny. I, I, agree, I agree with Doug. His magic sack and legally obtained firearms... <laughs> Kill a bunny rabbit, even if it is human size. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give it with the magic sack is what's got me. Yeah, yeah, it's got me tingling. There you go. Santa, Santa destroys the Easter Bunny for the win. Dave, thank you so much for making time to be Thanks here to with us. Uh, I, I, this was a uh, great conversation. I know it's a it's a rough time for a lot of folks, so I appreciate some. I think uh, I think we need to keep having conversations like. I really do. Yeah. I, I think we have, to, we have to challenge ourselves uh, because the three of us at the end of the day pretty much agree on everything. Yeah. It's easy for us to have group think and end up like the people that we're criticizing. Yeah. So I think we got to challenge each other. We got to challenge our side's beliefs and we got to try to lead by example. That's what I honestly think. I agree. I think we should be very well, critical. Well spoken. I think we should we be critical of everything from our side to the to our side. Let's not even have sides. Right. Let's, let's look at ourselves individually. Let's look at these events individually. And let's sort of break down what's happening, and let's let's talk. Let's talk to each other. Same message as last week. If we talk, 
to each other and we humanize each other. We don't get in these tribes, these teams, these Bills versus Patriots sort of situations. Fuck like, the Patriots. We got a... Nowadays. <laughs> I mean... No, fuck the Patriots. <laughs> I'm not ready. It's too soon. <laughs> I need to grow more. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so thank you, Dave, so much for insight. Uh, always you, a pleasure. Always, always good. Um, and Justin, thank you as always. It's always a pleasure. Douglas, you thank you. Thank you. You you are my pleasure. Awesome. And, Ooh. and hey, Dave, Justin, you're quickly. Good luck be- your mar- I mean, good luck in your marathon this weekend. I hope you finish. Thank oh you. shit! Think- that's right, guys. Justin's around the marathon this fucking weekend. The what? The marathon the this what? weekend. The marathon <laughs> this weekend. And don't worry, everybody's listening. He'll post it all on social media. You can be there step of the way as he's running. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I will defend myself to this point. I have posted, way, and consciously posted, way less than anyone else I've ever known to run the marathon. So, stuff. I actually want you to post stuff from the marathon because, one, I want to make sure you survived it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, man. I have a lot of respect for you for trying that. Good luck, dude. Thank you much. I appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, guys, you can see uh, my improv group recess actually today. Today's Thursday, uh, 8 o'clock at the Playground Theater. Uh, we're going to be playing, so check us out. Uh, tickets are $10. You can see us there. You can also find MindGap uh, on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter at MindGap Podcast. And Justin exists in the digital realm. There is a web address called justinstrandland.com where I exist, and things are on that site. There's ones and zeros. It's amazing. On Twitter and Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to us. Review us. Show us a little bit of love, and it will come back to you tenfold. Yes. Let us know. Uh, this is a great podcast to sound off on, too, guys. Like, let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, you know, we're goal of this is not to offend anyone. We want to create a dialogue. So if you do decide to comment or if you do decide to say something to us uh, or to anyone else, who is commenting or listening uh, and speaking as well? Please keep it civil. That's the only thing we ask. Um, yeah. You know, don't be dicks. Just you know, keep it awesome. Keep it civil. Twoeastate.com/slash/mindgappodcast or excuse me, slash mindgap. Don't throw the podcast in there. You won't find us. And twoeastate.com/slash the best bar podcast ever are uh, are the uh, web sites that you can find archived uh, things. Web sites. Uh, uh, so nice. So nice. Oh, oh yeah. And support schools to help people. Just throwing that out there. Pay your taxes. Oh wait. Pay your taxes. We have we have we have breaking news coming in at this minute about the uh, about the shooting. Hold on one second as All the right. AP loads up here. Uh, it did not. Nope. Never mind, guys. Go seek your own news out. Of it. We're not a fucking news show. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Anyway, love you all. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Mind Gap Podcast.